It's Sunday, and you have just tuned into The Chameleon Show, with your host, Tamika. She will be sharing her unpublished works. However, before she starts flipping through pages, the producers wanted me to tell you. There is loads of adult content, and topic discretion is an individual choice. What do you want from me? Simone's words sound like an intoxicating plea. To have all of you. To see you. He answers. Huh? She asks. And when Dominique doesn't explain, Simone knows exactly what he wants. If this were anyone else on any other day at any other time, she would have recoiled but being around Dominique being a part of this moment right now and allowing him inside the closed off parts of herself it feels so damn good and freeing to her it feels so amazing that Simone wants to experience ecstasy she wants to finally know what it feels like to exhale and jump off the mountain. And so she does. Chapter five. Okay, I got this, Simone tells herself. And although the shaky, anxious voice inside her head doesn't sound very convincing, neither do her actions. She glances around the room as if she's searching for something to save her, yet when she finds nothing, Simone starts to fidget with her fingers and bite at her bottom lip. If Dominique weren't staring a hole through her, she would probably be running a dent in the flooring from pacing. To put it plainly, Simone is an emotional wreck, and understandably so. She just revealed so much about herself to a man she hardly knows. And secondly, she believes Dominique is clearly out of her league. However, for whatever reason, the unexperienced woman refuses to put an end to this entire fiasco. While she could simply tell Dominique to leave and threaten to call the police if he continues to pursue her, that's not what she wants. In fact, Simone enjoys this hunk of a man chasing after her, though she refuses to admit it. Okay, I got this, she lies to herself again, attempting to stifle her nerves by but failing miserably. When lying doesn't work, she inhales as much air as her lungs will allow, holding her breath until the panic of undressing in front of Dominique is replaced with the fear of passing out. Well, that wasn't the smartest thing to do. She scolds herself when her vision becomes foggy and her legs turn into spaghetti, flimsy and weak. Oddly enough, Simone's mind does clear itself of the panic. 
and the dizziness subsides once the air escapes through her parted lips. She blinks several times, regaining some composure and stands upright. Okay, so he wants to see all of me. Should I just drop my pants and throw my shirt over at him? What the hell? A vision of Simone's eldest sister, Paulette, pops in her mind's eye, warning against the behavior. She hears Paulette's controlled, authoritative voice, announcing, announcing every letter in each word, as she would probably say, Not a smart move, Helen Simone. And she would be right. Simone admits to no one other than herself. Dropping her shoulders, exasperated, Simone decides against the adolescent's behavior and attempts to channel her inner sexy. Yet, since she never really had to do anything remotely close to this, the inexperienced, closed-off, sexually frustrated part of herself decides to mimic a famous female music artist to assist her in this daunting task. Now, who on earth can I channel? Simone plucks through her memory until a vision of the R&B singer Sierra pops in her mind. Heck no, I can't even begin to move my body like hers. If I mess around and get stuck on the floor and then can't get back up, talk about a dumb move. Sighing heavily, Simone begins to nibble at the dry skin at her bottom lip. Extremely involved in her innermost thoughts, Simone briefly forgets about Dominique. Well, until he clears his throat, drawing her attention. Dominique's throaty interruption caused Simone's entire body. How did she forget he was there? Especially when his presence demands her undivided attention. Oh, Lord, he's looking at me. What am I going to do? Okay, okay, calm down, Simone. You got this. You've been taking pole dance classes for months now, she reminds herself. Simone recalls the dance instructor mentioning that a real live queen bee dwells deep, deep, deep inside of her. I hope she's not that deep, Simone jokes. Just now grasping the fact that the instructor may have been clowning her as opposed to offering a compliment. Nonetheless, Simone decides that she has no choice but to believe that her inner queen is only a breath away. Besides, she feels this need to prove something to Dominique as well as herself. Seriously, I need to get a grip. I can't just stand here. And as if a mental light goes off. Simone's eyes widen, and her deer caught in headlights expression falters. I'm going to channel my inner Beyonce. Excitement replaces hesitation 
and Simone feels her body wanting to jump up and down, her fingers twitching to snap, her neck threatening to roll with attitude. He's not going to know what hit him. Heck, I might even show him a thing or two. Finding the unspoken thoughts amusing, a soft turtle unexpectedly stumbles out of her mouth, catching them both off guard. Are you okay? Dominique asks, frowning. Simone softly covers her mouth with both hands. Lord, tell me. He didn't just hear me snort. Of course he did. Simone answers her own question. After noticing Dominique rising out of the chair to come to her aid, embarrassed, she wishes her legs was long enough so she could kick herself in the butt. However, as an alternative, the flustered woman assures Dominique that she's just fine. Um, yeah, I'm peachy, she rattles off, knowing her uneasiness is intertwined with her words. Shaking away the added stress, Simone closes her eyes to center herself and sifts through her memory bank for the lyrics of Beyonce's Dance For You song. At first, the words seemed so far away almost out of reach until she starts humming the tune. What is that song? The erotic melody drums loudly in Simone's inner ears, carrying her away from the fears that brood in her midsection as she prepares for the biggest performance of her life. Fully immersed in the lyrics, Simone feels herself becoming a conduit for her very own Queen Bee. Slowly, opening her chestnut's brown eyes that are now dark with lust as well as fierceness. She maintains an impenetrable and determined gaze on the man sitting across from her, ready to perform her very own striptease. Simone gradually unfastens her pants, Her movements are seductive, her actions calculated and drawn out. Yaking the tip of the belt and unlatching its tongue, Simone unfastens the leather strap and unbuckles the pants. With a swift and forceful tug, the brown leather slides through the belt loops with a loud whoosh. Fuck. Dominique curses, aroused by the belt smacking against the floor as if it were a whip. He shuffles in his chair, trying to adjust his erection, 
haze and thoroughly enjoy watching the controlled, assertive woman that is now Simone. He doubts she'll be able to keep up the facade, but the inquisitive side of him is willing to play along. Stroking his beard, Dominique's chest rises and falls as he takes long, deep breaths. He says, So, you're a big girl now. Is that it, Simone? Instead of answering, the queen licks her lips, adding to her sultry behavior. Her reasoning for not replying is simple. She refuses to fall out of character. Moreover, bosses answers to no one. Maintaining her seductive aura, Simone throws on her flirty, naughty nurse smile. Naively, she expected Dominique to shed his hardened, lust-filled expression and offer her a smirk or widened eyes and a dropped chin. At least then she'd know he's just as taken aback by her actions as she is by him. However, his scowl remains permanent and it frustrates her. What is up with this dude? She pouts. Simone totally misreads Dominique's behavior. She believes his cold glare is a reflection of his boredom and she thinks his unaffected by her seductive techniques. Furthermore, the fact that she's stepping completely out of her comfort zone isn't being rewarded, only fuels her burning desire to push onward until shock is written all over the face of Mr. Unaffected. However, Dominique's heart and glare has nothing to do with him not being turned on by her. When the belt smacked against the floor, it took every muscle in his body to mold itself to the stone chair in order to keep him from reacting like a sex-crazed teenager. Dominique's appearance of apathy only conceals the fact that he's really just as irritated from being ignored. He asked Simone a question and she neglected to answer him. And that defiant attitude begins to provoke his beast. With a slight tilt of his head, Dominique addresses Simone's haughtiness. I don't like being ignored. Nonchalantly, she shrugs her shoulders, puckers her lips, and rolls her eyes. Foolishly, Simone proceeds to tease the dragon, cloaked in human clothing. As an unfamiliar sense of power spreads through her veins, she slides her thumbs be- she slides her thumbs between the waistband of her hips. Simone is about to allow the caprice to fall down her legs when Oh my goodness. What kind of panties do I have on? Immediately, her inner queen starts to disintegrate as the contents in her stomach begin to flip, churn, and twirl. 
some women might feel Simone's reaction to be the possibility of having an unflattering underwear isn't that big of a deal. But for her, it is. However, she's unsure if she'd ever find another man to tend to her garden like this again. And she doesn't really want to give up the chance to experience pure bliss. Eventually, although this entire situation isn't playing out how Simone pictured her first time to transpire, she has been a virgin for far too long to complain. But I would hate for this memory to be stained with a pair of big girl panties. On the other hand, Simone's mental voice silences her. And her body recalls Dominique nibbling between her thighs earlier. When she finally felt alive for once, it was at that moment she decided that if Dominique would have her, she'd give him her virginity. But right now, I feel so not sexy, she admits, warring with herself and needing to wrap into a tight ball and roll away. Before Simone is able to wither away, Dominique interrupts her thoughts. You've left me. Where is your head, senorita? I, luring her gaze, her words caught in her throat, and Simone searches for the right answer, but finds none. How on earth can she tell this man she might have all her comfy, holy bloomers? Moreover, Simone cannot escape the fact that she's intimidated by Dominique. And despite her brave attempt to prove to him that she's not this skittish little girl in a broken woman's body, she just failed to test. To make matters worse, Dominique's ego flares. Oh, so now you're recalling, is that it? Just a second ago, you were this freed creature. He pauses for a moment, then continues, Simone, I'm not surprised you found a reason to recoil. You're very indecisive woman. That I gather from the first time we spoke. That's not it. I beg to differ. But that is neither here nor there. What if I could assist you with relinquishing your fears and uncertainty by... Dominique pauses, allowing the silence to stimulate Simone's imagination, forcing her to look up at him. His unspoken words fall like breadcrumbs left for a clueless creature, drawing its attention to the direction of its potential captor. Foolishly, she takes the bait. By what? What is it that you really want from me? Submission. Dominique says matter-of-factly. Simone chin drops and she begins to stutter. I, I, uh, submit? Struggling to swallow the frog in her throat, she attempts to define his own uh, word statement, his one-word statement. You mean like be your slave or something? There's a hint of distaste strangling her words. I mean trust, 
which I believe is hard for you. But Simone, I can help you. I can help you trust in others as well as be free and unapologetic. A crooked smirk curves at Dominique's full lips as his pearly white teeth shimmer against his ebony skin. His shoulder-length locks are neatly pulled into a ponytail, exposing his high cheekbones and full eyebrows. His chiseled jawline is outlined with a full jet black beard that glistens from the oil he uses to keep his facial hairs soft and greased. Dominique, a Jarvis Jones look-alike, is very pleasing to the eye, despite the scar in the middle of his forehead and the squinting whisker-like wrinkles at the edges of his eyes. Regardless of how handsome he is, Simone knows she is not into that type of relationship. She's more vanilla than anything. Dominique, I don't, um, yeah, black women aren't into kinky, beat your ass, fuck us hard while strangling us kind of sex. Well, at least not this woman, I know. I'm not interested in black women. I'm interested in pursuing you. In one quick, easy motion, he stands before her, towering over her, towering over his damsel, showcasing his dominance with his unmoving stance. He draws her close to her ear. I want to know that Simone is into. His husky, baritone voice swarms around her, causing her to feel unsteady. She gasps. His closeness makes her palms sweat and her heart drum against her rib cage with such force that her entire skeletal system tremors. Being under his menacing scowl is intimidating, yet oddly enough, Simone feels protected and turned on with Dominique towering over her helpless figure. Look at me. The aggression in his voice smacks Simone, jerking her neck and snapping her eyes upright. Waiting for instruction, she studies Dominique's heavy-lidded glare as if he's the material for an important test. She finds herself falling spellbound for his need to control her and her willingness to submit makes her body feel heavy with lust. With the tips of his fingers, he trails a soft pattern down her neck. His touch drains her of the immediate protest that tickles her tongue. She wants him. Bad. She just doesn't know how to ask for it. Before you say no, let me help you say yes. All right, everybody, it's your girl, Tamika Tanell. I know I promised you chapter five and six, <laughs> but I already know how I do things. I'm a spirit of moment type chick. So catch me same time, same place at the Chameleon Show next Sunday for the end of Cage by Fire. Remember, it's only six chapters. I'm looking for you to tell me if it's a nay or a yay. You can do that by 
emailing me at Tamika, that's T-A-M-E-C-A Woods at gmail.com. And that's T-A-M-E-C-A-W-O-O-D-S at gmail.com. Or if you're on Anchor, definitely leave me a message. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.